This is the Dos Acero Podcast, a weekly show devoted to football in Mexico, the U.S., and beyond. If you are a pocho, puma, regio, chiva, cholo, fresa, tigre, tapatio, chilango, or even a Methodist, pull up a chair, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the next 90 minutes of heated football debate. Thus begins... The Dosa Cero <coughs> Podcast. Good morning, everybody. This is the Dosa Cero Podcast, a special Thursday edition uh, with the uh, 16 Clausura. In the midst of their Liguilla, we thought that we would do two shows for the rest of the season. One after the first set of games, and then the second one immediately after the last game on Sunday. So, tune in for that. This is John Chaguth. Uh, very, very happy that you're with us this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. As you know, you can listen to us live on YouTube or catch this recorded edition on iTunes as soon as we post it. So, you can listen to us whatever you want. Uh, we had four games, very exciting, some not so much, a very uh, intense, entertaining Clásico to wrap things up for us. It's been a, a pretty good first round. Obviously, they have a lot to play for in the second one. Even Tigres, I know they're down. But let's get to our our mesa, our table of people on the panel. We have out Escondido, a newly christened father for the second time. Daniel Preciado, congratulations. Thanks a lot, John. I appreciate it. Uh, be- happy to be back. Back on with you guys. Well, it's uh, good to have uh, you back on with us, Dan, and congratulations once again. Santos, we'll talk about in a second. I think, you know, they they didn't mess it up for themselves. They still have something to play for. I think they have a chance. <clears throat> so we'll see how that goes. Out in Hayes County, Kyle. In the shadow of the weirdest city on the planet, at least in the U.S., Alberta Chiquiscampa, how are you, sir? Hey, what's up, everybody? Glad which, to be uh, uh, watching some exciting games. Which which game did you think was the most entertaining? Uh, it was. I don't know. I thought I thought both Classicos were entertaining in in different ways. So I don't. I couldn't really compare. I thought they were both good. Yeah, well, that uh, some we'll definitely talk about. It's uh, you know, it's interesting. I was I was looking at the coaches uh, with with who are left, and it'll be interesting to see how the, the Mexican coaches fare against the uh, South American coaches. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Now, in uh, <coughs> Los Angeles, a man who I think, if I'm not mistaken, tuned in and watched. The Chivas for probably the first time in in this decade. Hola, <laughs> Seves, how are you? <clears throat> Greetings, John. I've been battling a cold for like two weeks now, but I did I did get to see the game today. Yeah, did you I enjoy had, it? I did. I had to see it online though. I, I didn't know that they switched the big games to uh, Uni HD or whatever it's called. Oh, Univision Deportes Network. I don't even know, but it's like I'm, there used to be on channel 34. 
even the even the poor people could see it. Right. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh, it's surprising that they did that, but I think that their other channels have such good programming, or, or you know, programming that does really well that I, that I think they end up losing an audience if they put soccer on. I think but, that's why they make that decision. But wouldn't the ratings be higher if? No. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that I don't think that I don't think that the ratings for soccer would match the ratings that they get for the shows already. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, it's the reason why you know. There was never a game on Saturday night because of Sábado Gigante, you know. <laughs> I'm serious. The sewing circles need their, um, they need their, their telenovelas. Yeah, so. <clears throat> I mean, I could be wrong. I, I guess it's a matter of looking at the ratings, but, you know, there's, there's probably some cost issues too. But anyway, it, um, it's great uh, to have everybody and hopefully some other stragglers will be able to get on. We'd love to hear. The Senators' take on his uh, this game we'll talk about first, the big, big win by by Monterrey against uh, their crosstown rivals, Tigres. <laughs> so, very, uh, very happy for them, I'm sure, for Raúl Rayados fans that got to do that in the Volcán. A, a very interesting way how that played out. I think that uh, Monterrey had, or excuse me, Monterrey had what about four shots on goal and scored on three of them? Then that what happened, Chiquis? Oh yeah, they had very few opportunities, but capitalized. Tigres had more opportunities, but couldn't failed. Now, do you think that that was more because the? You know, I often wonder about good goalkeeping. It's like, you know, was it really good goalkeeping or were they just, you know, happened to be in the way or you know, maybe cut off the angle, which, you know, is, is, is good as well. Or, you know, there is the goalie making just, just crazy saves. And it seemed like uh, the, the goalie, whose name is eluding me at the moment, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Orozco, was just getting himself in a really good position before the, before the shot or just, just happened to be standing there. So... Yeah, I agree. I don't. But, I don't think but there he's were others spectacular saves, never seen before saves. Like you could even say, and I would even say, Memo Choa during the World Cup versus Brazil. I, I mean, some of his saves were okay, but I don't think it was like super spectacular, like everyone thought it was. In this case, I think uh, they were fortunate to be in the right place at the right time. The defenders defended well, um, and then Tigres. Guignac and all them, they didn't, they weren't precise as they needed to be to get it in the net. Now, despite the fact that they uh, that they lost that, and uh, Daniel, did you get to see any of it or maybe catch the highlights? Yeah, I, I did. I managed to catch um, the end of of of, uh, <clears throat> of the Monterrey game and. You can't say it's all that surprising, though. I mean, they've struggled. I mean, the scoreline, I think it's indicative of what you would expect, a one versus an eight seed. I think everybody just thinks um, because because of the championship and because of the, the roster that it should be <clears throat> a closer game. And I guess we're all thinking it, 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 it but, but probably Dan, still should be. Dan, would you still consider Tigres, given their squad, an eight seed? Part of me... Well, I mean, they they landed there for a reason. I mean, and they barely eked into the to the playoffs. 
So, um, and having watched them, they they have lost a lot a uh, a lot of their good form. Now, granted, if you're asking me, would I rather play Tigres or or Morelia? Then yeah, I'd rather play Morelia, despite the 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 seeding. But um, I I I think the scorelines. Surprising, just because because of who it is, but I don't think it's all that surprising if you if you're if you're keeping in mind uh, current form. Which current form, they've been mediocre. And that's I think putting it nicely. Now that may be the case, and I think that when we talk about what's what's happened this season, but I mean, let's face it. I mean, Tigres certainly has. I mean, there's. No question, they can go into Monterrey Stadium and win three nothing. I mean, I mean, it wouldn't surprise anybody, would it, if that happened? I, I, I'd, I'd be surprised by it. To, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, I don't think Rails has, has really given up uh, that many goals. Uh, didn't, I mean, didn't they lose three, three what to Chivas? Yeah, Chivas hung up a three spot on them there at. Uh, but that was hardly the. I, I think that was more of an anomaly. I think I mean, they're a solid team. I mean, they they did, they weren't super leader by by like a game. They were they were, they were ahead of everybody by a lot. So I, I don't. I'd be very shocked if 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 Tigres comes back from this. And I think uh, it might be a blessing in disguise because hopefully this will motivate the uh, management to 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 get rid of Duca because I I think the team should just be playing a whole lot better. Yeah, but Tuca doesn't—he's not gonna get fired. Tuca's gonna—he'll just go somewhere else. But he'll coach somewhere else before they give a chance. Because I guess it depends on how you want to look at, at Tigres. Is like, yeah, they've made so many finals, but I mean, how many did they win, and and how many should they have won? I, I so. completely agree with you, Dan. And and I still them losing to River Plate was some forgivable man. He he should have been sacked after that after that final. I don't necessarily think, you know, you can't blame a coach for losing to a team like River Plate in the final Libertadores because now the way they lost, I think, is... Uh, the they're, played, which, they which, were missing a couple, like, four starters. Well, and then also, I mean, it was... what I mean, They've been playing together for, what, a week? When, oh, uh, when they played, yeah. I mean, they well, just started this. They just started this. But regardless, but the fact that they didn't show anything. I mean, they didn't even, they didn't play to win, and that I think is what probably bothers you the most. Joel, am I right? Yes, they... it's it's what bothered me the most for sure. So what I guess you know, if they have a hard fought series and they lose three two, you're like, well, fuck it, you lost three two. You know, what what are you gonna do? But yeah, to lose three nothing in the final was just it was it was pretty embarrassing. Even yeah, I I I used to I forgot I used to have a quote from uh, Gallardo, but uh, he was surprised because they were expecting Tigres to be more aggressive at home, and uh, they were like, "We'll take it," you know, just yeah. just they'll take the result. It just seemed Tigres was being pretty laid back. It was uh, very unfortunate. Now Tuca being Tuca, as stubborn as he is. Is not going to go quietly. That's why it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if just when they finally decided they're going to fire him, they beat of all teams Monterrey to advance. It would, it would just, it would be, it would be so Tuca for him to do it that way. I actually think that Tigres played pretty good this first game. 
they they controlled and and I tweeted this also and I think I mentioned in the chat they had possession they had opportunities Aquino was making Castillo look like a fool and uh, that other guy looked just looked just ridiculous going through him nutmegging them of course his crosses were 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 junk but he was making them look dumb they had opportunities at goal and and I said and I, I tweeted out that it reminded me of how Mexico would dominate the U.S. in friendlies or in even qualifying, and then uh, the U.S. would get a last-minute goal off the counter, and that's that's sort of like how Monterrey played. They were they weren't bunkering totally, but they were counter counterattacking. They didn't have opportunities. They capitalized on their few opportunities, and uh, and and some of their players got individually owned. Just just like uh, I remember, um, Bernardo Medina used to. Weave through players. Durgan Dam used to, or you know, weaved through players in the U.S. national team. So that was sort of just like watching those games between the U.S. and Mexico. So I mean, Tigres could. I doubt it, but I think Tigres could. They have the ability, probably, to if they play like they did and just capitalize on their chances, they could come back. But I don't think it'll happen. I mean, I guess what I noticed about. Monterrey is well. First of all, a couple of things. Tigres is not built to be a team that possesses the ball 74% of the time. They don't have the kind of players that that need to make those last passes and and then the forwards to get away with that. They they are a counter that counter attacking team. They have no business possessing the ball. <coughs> Guido well, so. Pizarro's not too bad in in, in the midfield. I mean, he he controls. He he recovers. I sort of agree. Yeah, but I mean, but they need a guy that that can just you know find find the forwards or score himself. And they just like Damian Alvarez would have been perfect in 2006 for that. He would have just if he was on that team right now, that like that version of him, it'd be a totally it'd be a totally different team. That's uh, my take. Now, I didn't get a chance to watch the uh, the Leon-Morelia game as much as I would have liked, but I did see the 1-1 draw, um, the goal that Morelia tied the game. Was, I felt so bad for the goalie. Uh, Yarbro. And it hit him, and it bounced off him right to a Morelia guy who, who tucked it away, and it's 1-1. I don't see any way. Now, see, this is what gets me about the league. How could a team like Morelia, who has just... Like Morelia and, and, and Chiapas, to me, they're like interchangeable. I mean, they're, they're just, you know, why are they there? You know, why, why, why do we have those teams there? Why don't we have, you know, Necaxa where they belong in Mexico City or, or Atlante where they belong in Mexico City? Yeah, but we have Chiapas and, well, Morelia maybe not so much, but. I think I might be the only person who appreciates Morelia, maybe because I'm a fan of butterflies, but. But I think I think Monarca is uh, is cool, but um, and I think I guess I kind of sympathize with them for this season just because I think they they're similar to Santos in that they're not spectacular but they're solid where they they're pretty much organized solid and they get results. They're old. They have a bunch of thirty thirty something things playing for them. They it can't they can't bode well for them. But you know maybe the old farts will get it done. They're in a similar position. They have um, they they eked out a tie, right? Yeah, they're both 
Santos and Borelli are both going up against uh, the Slim Empire in Pachuca and and Leon with a one-one draw. All right, well, let's get to the let's get right to it. Let's let's get to the game that uh, everyone wants to talk about. Ronnie just came on also. That's too much. All right. Yeah, big, uh, big, 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 big nightcap tonight with uh, Chivas and America. Zero, zero. Very intense. Very entertaining. Uh, it had everything. Big saves. Red cards. You know, th- this is when I always laugh at people. Say, "Oh, I can't watch soccer because they don't score." Well, then the, if the folks who didn't watch this missed a really, really entertaining game. So, I thought it had all. Ronnie, are you with us yet? Have you joined us? Or are you still muted? Uh, still muted. Just give me a little bit, guys. All right. So, sounds like Ronnie was a little busy. Maybe it's a good thing he's muted right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, Joel, you got to see your first Chivas game since uh, the early 2000s, so please tell us all about it. You know, it it was it was quite predictable. And uh, we, when when uh, just the way they were playing, I, I don't I don't think. Uh, Almeida had anything up his sleeve to try to surprise America, so I they pretty much I feel they, they knew what to expect. And then uh, what was disappointing was when when they have the man advantage. And I I was talking with the guys on the Twitter, and I was telling I was telling Ronnie, don't worry, this is like the in three games at home. Gonna happen. I, I, yeah, I was saying at at uh, you know this season alone. Like Chivas, three times at home they had a player advantage and they couldn't. They never figure out how to how to make the most of it, and they did it for 20 minutes. They they really didn't see many See, that more dangerous. Me up. So you claim that you've never you haven't watched Chivas since like the early 1980s. <laughs> no, I'm, and keeps going lower. <laughs> and here you are telling us that that they've had three games at home. How specific this is. Three games, yes. three home games, three home this, games. This season, where yes. they'd had gone up, gone or gone, played against a team that went down a man, eleven versus ten, and couldn't do it. Yet, you haven't watched any of the matches. You're not keeping up with you. Like that right there is, is vivid proof that you may not watch it, but when you're alone in your room, you get that itch. You go, I need to, I need to check out Medio Tiempo, and you spend like the next twenty minutes. Figuring out who scored no. what. See, now you can tell me no, how many no, goals they scored in the first half, how many goals they scored in the second John, half. So hit me. No, John, I, I actually, I um, I'll watch like as much as I can, or or I'll see, I'll read the different, not just my tempo, as many sites as I can. I'll, I'll try to read, and then I'll I'll listen to the, to the radio shows to see what what their take is on it. All right, so I <laughs> ask you again. I ask you again. How many first half goals and second half goals did you guys have this year? I know you know. No, I, I actually I don't. I I just, but I do know that um. You're gonna turn into Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man and be like the the Chivas <laughs> savant. 
No, I I just I just knew that um yeah I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Me sacaste de onda, John. It's just like, where was I going? So anyway, you were saying that the game was very even, very predictable. I I do think, but I mean, just just, I mean, I was just doing what had been working for the team. But you're going up against America, so you know. So you're saying you have to have a wrinkle when you play this game because the teams know each other so well. Yeah, you need to have something up your sleeve, you know. You just, you, I, I like, like maybe come out with a twelfth man and see if anybody figures it out. We we had it briefly the the ref, but I mean we didn't we didn't take advantage of it. So there's there goes that. But I, I was, you know, I I think um, yeah, I don't I don't see them winning the series. You think America's gonna take it? Yeah, at home, they're just they're just. Their overall squad, they've been playing more finals. They, even without Sambuesa, they I think Chivas missed, you know, they should have they should have taken a goal well, or at least two goal advantage at home. And then I would have given them, you know, a, a chance of, of winning. But now, the not problem so with Chivas much. is that they don't have the, just the, a proven, they're not necessarily proven, but just a, just a striker that score that said that can score. They don't. No, their, their have mains, yeah, it's it's been Gulit, the midfielder. I mean, he, in, in all honesty, he is terrible in the midfield. He needs, he needs, to, yeah, ponlo como delantero, yeah, just leave him there, there, because that's all he's gonna do. That that's all he's good at, and he's great at it. Yeah, you know, you go into the playoffs, and any team knows that that's that's their main, that's their main threat. You know, it's pretty obvious they're gonna they're gonna do whatever to take him out of his game. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Let me ask you this, uh, Joel. Say that next week you 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 tune in. It's what? So see, you guys are so lucky out in the West Coast because the games start so early for you uh, when they when they're playing regular. So you guys get the you know you don't get to waste the whole rest rest of your night watching. You you still have a little bit of time, but uh, the way especially when it starts at four o'clock. So next Sunday, would you feel more confident about America scoring if if they trot out? Uh, Hulit as the delantero instead of Saldivar. We go, hey, uh, that's a nice wrinkle. We say, well, we might have a. This could be good. Hey, you know what? It could be. I mean, it's it's why not? Why, exactly. Why not? You know, in football for years, and this is one of the reasons why I stood, why I thought John Madden was so successful is that he would, depending on the situation, he would he would ratchet it up. Like he'd he'd put a a, a player that may not otherwise do that, but if he popped it, it would it would just go crazy and he would put in the playoffs would put his best player, regardless of position, whoever it was, there is other than the quarterback of course, to return the kicks. And so Cliff Branch would always I don't know if you remember him at all if you watch football. But he was a great receiver just in a, and and only ran back putts and kickoffs in the playoffs and he could and he had and he could pop them and he did several times. So those are the kind of wrinkles you need. You need to put your best player in a position where they can really do the most damage. And I think hey, right now... Hey, hey John. Yes, sir. Uh, which player were you talking about? Well, I was just saying that they should... If, if, uh, they should I mean, since they have no forwards... They no, should no, for the Raiders. Players. For the Raiders. Uh, oh, Cliff Branch. Oh, uh, the black guy. He wore, yeah. It was silver, <laughs> silver and black. Silver <laughs> and black. Yeah. yeah no. That's not hey, a very what, good What? Uh, what... Uh, what no, I'm thinking, what generation? Are we talking about like John Madden, like in the in the 70s, early 80s? Late 70s. I don't think he Late coached 70s. in the early 80s. 
Okay, all right. I mean, this is when I was, you know, when I was... Yeah, that was, I mean, I was, that like, was just a little bit before my time. Well, you know, the only gray bush here is me. I, I get that. I understand. It happens. It's going to happen to you boys. Yeah, I know. I know. No, I, I started coming in around, like, uh, I kind of, if I recall, I started having, like, I started to remember, like, the Dolphins, like, in 84. I started, you know, remember the you know, the Bears a little, but really, 86 was really the first kind of, like, year that I kind of remember. Uh, with the Giants. Yeah, with uh, Raul Alegre, the Mexican kicker. And uh, and then and then like and then uh, what do you call it? It was in in eighty was it eighty seven and eighty eight? But anyhow, so I digress. Ronnie, Ronnie the Luna has joined us up in Philadelphia. Ronnie taking a taking a mole break. Thanks, thanks for joining us, Ronnie. <laughs> no, actually taking an ocean break. Still taking this goddamn class. Now, do you have to hang on to an oh shit bar when you're watching OSHA videos? Would it help? Is that part of the safety procedure? Yeah, dude. It's supposed to be thirty hours. I'm like already in. The, I'm already into this a week. Like, what the hell? <clears throat> but uh, no, uh, I was. You know. You know the game. Uh, aside from the officiating, I was actually kind of pleased with uh, uh, not sure the way he he handled the game. Uh, like if you recall last playoffs. You know, even when, like when America was down, they it's like they just threw everything like you know, up. You know, they just you know they just still kept attacking. Like you know, like like for example, when they were you know in the, in the Puma series, I mean they were still dominating the you know the game when they were down a man. Uh, and I I think I think I don't know maybe the experience already you know helped them a little bit, but you know when Sambu was you know was, uh, sent off, I was expecting basically la- what happened last year. Where we were going to just start losing on the counterattacks, uh, you know, lose two, three, nothing. But you know, they were actually very smart, you know, playing with ten guys. Um, they were actually more dangerous than Chivas with had ten guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, they were a little bit more dangerous, but they weren't. I mean, it's not like they were just throwing up guys up forward just just for the hell of it. No, they were they were picking their spots and and they made sure they had enough coverage in the back and they just uh, one thing that I noticed and, and this is just it just kills me and I've and I've noticed it my entire effing life and it's not something that we should be proud of but the thing that bugs me the most about watching Liga Mekis is hacen una de más man and they do it all the time and it just drives me crazy all of them without fail. Hey, uh, hey, Ronnie. Christian Farias has a question. He says, "Does uh, is Ambris a better manager or the guy in the OSHA video?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, which which guy in the video? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Your favorite guy in the video? Oh, uh, yeah. I've been posting a lot of pics, you know, of the of the, of the class. But yeah, I think that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting back to the topic, I think that uh, the the red on Sambuesa messed up uh, messed up Chivas' uh, plan of attack. They were doing good until that red card, and then things sort of and then America America bunkered a little bit, counterattacked more, and that sort of messed up Chivas and gave because America's best opportunity to go to score was when they were down a man off that counter. Uh huh. 
Well, I think that you know the reason that they were so dangerous is that America they understood that that they couldn't f around. They just could, they just had to get it down and just don't think about it. If you see it, make it happen. And that's that, that's how they set up a lot of their plays there at the end. And if Chivas would have done that when they had opportunities, if if a guy would just make a quick decision, that this game could have been very very a lot more interesting, I think. Um, you know, I was actually, I was actually thinking about this, uh, like, you know, during the, you know, during the game, like, you know, if for whatever reason, whether it's this series or if they, you know, advance going into the semifinals or even make it to the finals or, you know, whatever the case may be, I was thinking that, you know, as much as I don't like a lot, you know, there's, you guys know that I don't, there's certain players that I don't like, you know, I'm, I'm not a big I'm not a big uh, fan of, you know, Rifle Andrade. I'm not a big fan of Arroyo. I'm not a big fan of Darwin. I'm not a big fan of you know, a couple other, you know, other players on the team. But, you know, you know, with – and, like, you know, originally I was thinking, you know, after this season, I'd like to – I'd like for Nacho to start basically building his own team because, I mean, I'm, I'm actually quite – I don't want to say impressed, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with, uh, with how he has a team because – you know, I, what was it? I think I saw a video a couple of weeks back or a couple of months back where, uh, uh, you know, Thierry Henry was talking about Pep Guardiola was saying that, you know, that, that he said, you know, that Pep would say, look, my job is to get you to this point of the field. From this point on, it's up to you guys. And that, you know, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that's what, you know, Nacho Ambriz has been doing with his team is that he's been able to get to, the t- you know, the team to that part of the field. And, you know, with good chances and, you know, some of the players just are not really making the right decisions at the end. But, you know, going forward, I mean, you know, we're going to have, uh, you know, the, the, the World Cup in what is it, December. I don't, you know, I, I don't want, you know, I, I remember when America went, you know, uh, to to the World Cup uh, or the Club World Cup in, what was it, 2006, you know, when they got thrashed 4 nothing with Barcelona. That was like that wasn't even the same team or the same coach, uh, you know, because you know they, they won it in two thousand five and then two thousand six. It just wasn't the same team. So I'm like, I, I just don't want you know America to go to, to Japan and, and make a uh, embarrass themselves again. You know? Yeah, but you know that that's not going to happen. I mean, if you know, regardless of how they end up in this tournament, they're not going to fire Pelas. They're not going to fire Nacho. The team's going to stay the same. They might make a couple of it. You know, they're well, probably and, and that's what I'm and. That, and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping. Yeah, obviously you know, but you know that, that that's what's going to happen. There's no, I mean, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, yeah. as, as much as it pains me to say it, there's, I think, right now in Liga MX, there's no team that is that is managed better than than America. There's, there's. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, hey. By the way, estoy avergonzado. Again, we're not live, are we? Yeah. Did I really just say and, that? And, yeah. And, and there's a there's a comment there's a comment um, that you know when Sambu got thrown off sent off they said that uh, the team had basically was sending him to a shrink but that it didn't didn't do anything. Well, what's, what's your take on that? Oh man, it cracked me up when I when I when I read when I heard that they were mentioning uh, how yeah how he'd uh, been um, going through therapy. So the he's been going to counseling. Um, some anger management, I guess. I, uh, oh, I suppose. It's a sham, isn't it? Uh, no. <laughs> I, 
I, I believe um, um, it's it's a, it's it's a setback. It's um, call it a relapse. Uh, call to it use a like relapse. a to, 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 to use a. You know what the worst part about that Morgan, was that, that kind of term is is that is it not thirty seconds before the ref basically told him, dude, if you whatever you do next, you're you're gone. It's just gonna happen. By because of the one that he had previous to that was he could have been yellow carded easily for it and then and then sent off. So the ref gave him the governor called at eleven to fifty five and said no, the execution's off, and he gave him a reprieve, and not 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 two minutes later Sambu did what he did after he, he did that just, initial yeah. one though after he did that initial one where he they they kind of let him go, I think at that point not to should have taken him out. Yeah, I just I, I know I, I know that you know America can work on some things here, but I I also think that and I and I said this many times and I've said and I've said it for years and years. I'm still a lot of referees just don't know how to officiate a damn game with America, dude. And, and, no, I'm serious. Listen, look, just hear me out. Hear me out. And I know you guys, you know. You probably don't want to admit this, but like I mean, going back from you know, and you should know this. John, John, I don't you, know what we're doing. Going back, I mean, you, you you can remember the days with you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Antonio Carlos Santos and stuff like that, and or even Guatemo Blanco. How those guys? I mean, they would just even look at the referee wrong, and boom, a card. Dude, that's but because you, they developed. But 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 but, but, yet, but you get, but then you'd get like you know, Saturino Cardoso. Or, or, or even Borghetti, who would just go off on on the uh, on the refs, dude, and nothing. Of course. And, like, and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell, dude? Don't you know that your company needs a villain? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it just pisses me off. It pisses me off. It's pissed, it's pissed me off for years. I get rustled. But I mean, that's Sam. Come on. He's a punk, man. Nice. <laughs> Well, just just look at his actions. I don't know what he's saying, but just look at his actions after the first yellow. He's uh-huh. like he's like looking down on the ref like you're some kind of idiot for giving him a yellow. What are you, what are you even doing on the field? And just the but way he's an RG dude. He's an RG. That's how they they talk with their hands. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean it was just he he should have been careful after the first one. I agree with uh, Dan. He should he probably should have been taken out. But uh, but uh, not John Brees in the pre- in the press conference. They're like playing it playing it down. Is like Sambo's an important guy, but he's not, he's, he's replaceable. They're, he's saying so. He, they're confident, obviously. And, uh, well, they have to. Yeah, he, ha- he has to. Brothers and sisters, let's bow oh. our heads, pray. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to have some humility. Find their spiritual center. We pray <laughs> that they will open their hearts and let brother cheekies in. So 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 you're saying Argentine Argent Argentinian players are uh, are arrogant prick punks that are going to get red carded in the Mexican game. <laughs> Wait, it's what's that one? That the, they, they need no, to be they need no. to be humble like Chicharito. Uh, no no no. What, best player. So, no. What I heard I, the same thing. I heard the same thing. That's that's what I heard. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is. And if you guys like, you know, I, I've told you guys plenty of times, you know, subscribe on YouTube to Football de Primera. 
you can watch a lot of great you know soccer matches you know from Dude, from I'm Argentina. Dude, I'm telling you, your the company needs a villain. They're not going to sell them as the good guys. The, yeah. Look what happens to good guys in Mexico. They get, you know, no one wants to watch see the good guy do well. They want to see I know. the good guy do well. No, but I'm just America's saying. Always just, been the, always been the, they, they have to have an anti-hero. America is like the breaking bad of Liga Mekis. They have to have a, a good anti-hero, and that's how they sell it. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying, you know, like I said, I'm not saying Samu's an angel. None of them are. But, you know, like I said, you know, when I'm watching other games, like when I'm watching Cruz Azul, when I'm watching, you know, other teams, it's like, I mean, those guys, some of, some of these teams can get away with murder and, I mean, Sambu, just with, a, like, a look or just, like, you know, making one of the, like, a typical, like... You're such team. an apologist, Ronnie, especially What's for Sambu. What's like, that? You have, like, you have, like, the biggest heart Dude, on for the Dude, you guy. know that... <laughs> if, if, this was Quint, if, if this was Quinteros as opposed to Quintero, and... <clears throat> but, hey, you, you, you'd be chastising Quinte, him right now. Quinte, no, Quinteros, tres por chismoso, okay, and another tres for for, for yeah well for, you know for the, the, for the aggression on the, on the severity level of aggression that a ref looks at in a foul that was a three no big deal on okay. Sambu they're always plus three every single one threes become sixes no it's, dude that's just I, the way I, it is get a ref they're not gonna going going back to Darwin it has nothing uh, to do with Darwin it has okay. nothing to do with Darwin Joel Guadalajara you watched him tonight you said it was predictable. To me, the worst part, the worst part about the game for Guadalajara is when Salcido had that near that he almost, he almost, he kind of <laughs> almost scored, and then the rest of the game he 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 was convinced he was going to, and he took a bunch of really stupid shots. I think that at that point, that's when Chivas did not look as good or or as nearly as effective to at least create danger chances. Was when Salcido. Something happened. He got the he got he got bit by the gambling bug, and it didn't work out for him. He he was trying to relive. He was trying to be 2007 Salcido. <laughs> he he got that shot in what? Um, when, with PSV once. Exactly. It one time, and the rest of the time they've all been skying over the over the crossbar. You know, hit hit the beer guy walking up the steps. But but to his credit, he hasn't been as bad as he had, you know, because he was thinking it up pretty bad, and and most fans didn't even want him anywhere near the team. But he really? he's, he's managed to to stay in the starting lineup. And you know, I I thought actually he played pretty well tonight. I thought that he, the the position they had him fit him. Very well. Until he again he got <laughs> yeah. the bug and he started pushing up. Com- com- completely agree with you, John. It was, because it was as, like... a, as a defensive guy, he was destroying. He was destroying things left and right. He was doing a really good job of that. It's like those guys when the they play cascaritas, and and you know you have like two backpacks for goal, and they they take shots as if it's a regulation goal. Exactly. You're exactly right. It was. Uh... Hey, Joel. Yes, sir. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I thought that you. Re- I thought you removed your uh, your avatar. Oh no no why? <laughs> hey, Kirsten has another question for you, Ronnie. What, what what aggression were you talking about with Darwin? Darwin. Uh, which which uh, for what this game or just in general for Tres de Chismoso? Oh. Uh, 
I didn't bring oh. up Darwin. It was actually Dan that did. Oh, okay. Uh, Ronnie was was angry with him because uh, Quintero, I believe, got sent off in the Champions League. Uh, uh, one of the Champions League games. Tú, nunca te olvidas, one. Ronnie. Nunca te olvidas, güey. <laughs> no. Just like, you're just like the refs with, uh, with when they go up against America, man. You you have a long memory about guys that get red, you know, sent off. I've, and he's got no memory for Samba. Like, he sees it like him, but, like, it's, it's, that's his boy. You know, he can do no wrong. You know what really well, sucks about Sambu is that Pumas, he came to Pumas first. And then they got right at him, the Tecos, and then they, and then uh, Piojo took him to America. He could have been with Pumas all this time. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, he had an incident with the, with the ref in uh, Tecos, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, he took it up. He made a shiv out of a toothbrush in the locker room, and he got him a few times in the back. I thought it was very impressive. Didn't uh, Lithuania also come from Tecos originally? Yeah. He did. That was when, you remember years ago, uh, Deco's girl in big soccer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she she used to hang out with, with Lithuania. She used to post pictures of of those oh, two. Yeah, yeah. What, was, that, that? was those pictures in a, like at a Motel 5? No. Like, <laughs> yes, I, I saw that picture. There's, you know. like, there's like five dudes and two girls. <laughs> two blonde girls. In, in, in the one bedroom. Yeah. It's like, that, really picture, it's like that picture of that cat gangbang that I posted. We're, mi- <laughs> we're, we're missing the pictures there. <laughs> See, that's the the bad thing about just seeing radio is that we can describe the picture, but, you, but we can't, you know. Yeah, we can't post them. <laughs> uh, no, anyhow. Um, no, you know, yeah, thank you. avergonzado. <laughs> oh, but hey, uh, yeah, too bad, man. Too bad Metal Master didn't want to come on, man, on the, on the podcast tonight. Well, let his Russell calm down a little bit, and maybe later he'll come on. I, you know, it's just like he said he doesn't even watch the team anymore. And it's funny because, um, you know, one, one of the... <laughs> Dude, I put, I texted that to a buddy of mine here in Philly, right? And um, so, and then I called him like a couple times, and he didn't pick up. So then, like the next day, you know, in the last, the last text, I said, "Hey, it's important. It's about a, jo- you know, about a job." So he calls me back the next day, and he's like, "Yeah, what, what job?" I said, "Oh, nothing. I just wanted to bust your balls, you know." And uh, he, and he's actually said that he's thinking of considering taking up Chivas as his team now. No way. I swear to God, dude. Dude, every everybody that I know that's a Cruz Azul fan, dude, they're just in the gutter right now, dude. That, An uncle of mine recently defected heard. as well. What's, what's that? <laughs> One of my uncles recently defected to Chivas. Really? Yeah. Defected you know, to Chivas? Yeah, he was supposed to be a, a Santos fan, and um, <sighs> and yeah, he switched sides. Pinches, they win five games in a row, and all the pinche Villa Milan has come out. You can just... I know, dude. I, I sort of... Dude, I, I don't. I'm, in, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for soccer fans when I hear stuff like that. I, I am too. I am Might too. as well switch to Real Madrid or something, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you're gonna do that. No, but you're gonna, that's like all Wilbur-esque. <laughs> I agree with. Bobby. I mean, who doesn't want to 
root for a team that has that badass intro for their song. Now, which one is better? Now, let's let's be honest. Is this one better? I mean, seriously, <laughs> there's no comparison. So I guess if you're going to jump teams like that, I would understand why people would choose Guadalajara. You, you know, Cruz Azul hasn't been I, I think that the, bad to, you know, compared to like Atlas, they, they never, they're pretty bad. Atlas well, is, is like worse. Like Cruz Azul has just been like very unlucky because that final they lost to America was just... I, <laughs> you I know, know. The, the, I, the reality... I, for me, at least, is, is since up, I'm, you know, okay, I'm, I'm, I started paying attention in the mid to late 70s. And since that time, there have been maybe three teams that have just been incredibly consistent. And Cruz Azul is one of them. They're just, yeah, they're exactly. just always there. They're always yes. there. I can see why their fans are so gutted, just totally the desconsolables. I mean, I can see it. They're just stunned. Well, you also have a lot of melodramatic. You know, like for example, did you see that video, or that clip on YouTube on the of uh, of Carlos Alberto talking about you know Cruz Azul and the problems are you know the the two uh, you know Alberto's brothers and uh, and Carlos Hurtado. I love that video. Estar ahí cada partido, yo creo que no no es justo. Merecemos algo más. <laughs> you know, you know why they're so ardidos? Because they're neighbors to America, man. That, that, that's that's probably what happened. And, and you add that America just beating down on them. That that just you combine that stuff, and that just really. I mean, th- this is like for a lot of us in the U.S. We don't we don't get to see the after game. You know, the all that carrilla that happens at work. It, it, yeah, it, it's you know, not to the level that's gonna be over there. You might you might joke about it for a day, but over there it's gonna be a daily thing. It's like they're not gonna let you forget. Well, it's no, the other thing about it's that, like John said. <clears throat> it's like John said the uh, uh, the league needs a villain. <clears throat> the league also needs like a someone to bully, like a little. There's always that one guy like in school that it's all like a pipsqueak or whatever. And everyone's bullying them, and that's Cruz Azul, man. They're, everyone can bully them because they're subcampeón, or or Cruz Azulearon, or or like in this case, they didn't play with ganas. La Cruz Azulio. <laughs> so they're like the the easy person to pick on. There's, do you think uh, Do you think that's right to bully, uh, brother Beto? Uh, well, I've mentioned before in the in the morality of things. Yes. Um, bullying to uh, an extreme. It's not very yeah. good, but I think I've said it before. Like uh, teasing is 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 bad and wrong, but uh, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I laugh. Brothers and sisters, let's bow our heads and pray. Those some people get offended, man. We pray. Some people get offended. That's your vice, dude. Yeah, this is that's this your is vice. Is pissing people right off. Yeah, because bull, bull, I mean, bullying has led to a lot of bad things. Um, it, well, it leads to basically, you know, my take on bullying is, is that. But it's that's like extreme a, stuff. Extreme stuff. If you're just messing around like Carrilla and all that stuff, then that's that's cool. And let brother. Well, you know, bullying basically is a sort of like you know, uh, 
social Darwinism, you know? God, those lost it souls. Kind of just unwavering. You, you get your beta Lord. males and then you got your alpha males, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ain't that, isn't that right, Hoyle? I, I agree. <laughs> you, you, you weed out. You weed out the weak, the weak fans. <laughs> no, no, you weed, you weed out the manginess. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, I think they've been consistent. They've been good and stuff. They just haven't gotten over the hump. Well, we can certainly see why their fans are are probably keeping the suicide operators uh, working a little extra. Uh, John, real quick, just about yes, the sir. game. I just wanted to mention that because like, I, I, I did catch up a little bit um, <laughs> on big soccer. And, yeah, uh, the Chivas fans on, on, on the website definitely had me uh, pulling for America today, which is kind of hard for me usually. I'm usually I, – well, I'm, I kind of like to root against both, but today definitely I, I was rooting for – Was it anything our resident Juan said? No, 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 not at all. He, has, he hasn't been around. I think he's too busy, uh, I don't know, coaching, coaching or something, yeah. So, no, I haven't seen him much, but, uh, but a couple of – just – Little um, they're they're uh, they're flying high lately, a little too high. Uh, and I think well, the that always happens. That, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty extreme this time around. Really? Yeah, even for big soccer that's, standards, that's, I was like, man, this is. Are, are you saying they're acting? Are you saying they're acting like Latinos? I'm just saying that it, anything. I mean, keeping everything in context, half of a season, no matter what happens hey. with this playoff. Even if they will go ahead and win anything, it's still only half a season, which they've really played well, and they should just be a little bit more. <clears throat> hey Dan, you talking about Sergio? Collected. Because uh, on the on the chat on the YouTube chat, Sergio Cruz is that Serge? That's my boy. Yes. He's uh he said that America doesn't play good without uh, some boy sign that uh, Chivas could win one zero one one. I so agree that that that, that Sambu is their main guy that. So they, it's a huge loss, but the, I, I'm pretty sure one of uh, an ex Santos player will, will come to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> maybe even maybe even um, Maris. Who knows? <clears throat> now, Juan, we were having a chat before we went on the air, and uh, I thought that was a, this was a pretty good spot to talk about that chat that we had again. That this is. Uh, you know, for the folks that you don't know, that don't <coughs> follow the sport as, as closely as some other folks do. This week, the uh, federation announced that they were going to they were they were doing Mexican soccer a favor by just limiting the amount of foreigners and naturalizados to ten a team. In other words, only eight Mexicans. Is that during game day? During game day, ten, like the convocados. And then eight Mexicans. So, so a team could field basically a, a team of all foreigners and a Mexican goalie starting next season. Is that correct, Joel? Uh, yeah, I, that's, that's the way I understand it. And I mean, we already gotten close to that this season and last. So, well, there wasn't there a couple years ago where uh, Tijuana played. Uh, their entire team was was uh, either naturalizados or or foreigners. 
the entire team? You had uh, Colibríes that had like seven or so. You had uh, Pachuca. Whatever happened to Mapaches? <clears throat> you know, so name I, I mean, you you had a you know quite a few teams that were, were taking advantage of the of the whole you know naturalization process, uh, but it's you know it, it's gone out of hand. And uh, I haven't read. Uh, I know that you know in the chat you guys have mentioned it, but what 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 can you repeat that again, John? Like what's what's the like the final verdict here? Yeah, the the federation has decided that starting next season a team could field limit. You know they're going to limit the amount of uh, foreigners and natural and naturalizados on their team to ten. To to ten. Ten. Well, that on the roster, or are, 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 are we talking about game day? Well, that, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, if it's if it's if it's a game day roster, isn't it kind of doubly bad though? I mean, when you think about one, because um, I know everybody's naturally concerned with the with the foreigners part, but I think on some level it's kind of effed up for the the naturalizados, their citizens. But that's the problem. Is it that is it that they you know they can't. I mean, who's going to fight it? I just think it's—I just think it's kind of an odd um, provision to include. You know, well, look, my take—my take is that sports is not. Yes, it's a job, you know, technical because you're getting paid, but but it's not—it's not like, I mean, you know, you could you can get fired tomorrow. It's a business. Exactly. What I'm saying is, like, if you're, if you're a carpenter, if you're a, you know, a cook, if you're an engineer, whatever, and you're let go, you know, your boss has to give you a reason. You know, if Nacho just doesn't like, you know, I'm just gonna say, you know, Osmar Maris, whatever, he just doesn't like him. Hey, I mean, you, you can, you can, you can. I mean, La Volpe didn't, you know, didn't uh, call up on Blanco to go to the World Cup, and what well, the reason was that's uh, because, you know, because of, you know. Uh, I needed two tens, or you could give whatever bullshit excuse you want, and that's and that's and, and it is what it is. But Guatemo deserved to be off the squad, though. <laughs> Good thing you parted. <laughs> I, I, I said uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that one. No, but what I'm saying is that there's you know there's certain rights that like a, you know a traditional you know employment has and then and then you have your sports where you know if you don't have to give the player a reason as to why he's playing or why he's not playing and i mean we have olympics for a reason we have world cups for a reason and part of that is you you know i mean after all the mexican federation is is a is a non-profit organization and their and their mission and their purpose is to basically promote the game. So I mean, when you're basically, you know, when you're filling all the, you know, the spots, or you're filling, you know, you know, you have seven, eight players that are that basically players that cannot go, that cannot go onto the national team. You're 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 kind of like, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because you're not really promoting your own game, you know, within your own boundaries. Well. Funny you mentioned that. We did. We did seem to notice that there could be uh, there could be a play here, isn't that right, Hoyle? Yes, what, I could. I could benefit what, what, another what could league. Happen? What could happen? Well, MLS could could just start bringing in more players. 
they, there was already a meeting with, with I don't know why they, they were having it. They were having, well, a having the, the, the FIFA Congresses in Mexico City. No, but MLS had a meeting with... They're also with, thinking uh, about expanding also. They're also expanding the league, too. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm telling you, Joel, is, is that Garber's in Mexico City because of the FIFA Congress. Ah, okay. But, but I mean, they're, they're present in the, that Don Garber guy. Yeah. He's talking about, hey, we want more players like, uh, you know. I mean, they're, they're not all going to be Geo, but we've seen players like Kubo, at least when he, when he, last season, uh, and then Salcedo, who, who went to Chivas. So you could, you could, we could be seeing more and more Mexican players. I mean, to me, if they take advantage, why not? Wait, unless Donald Trump wins. You know what uh, would be just an absolutely fantastic idea, <clears throat> and it should happen, is MLS and Liga Mekis should play a cup, single elimination, single elimination, and just luck of the draw, however it draws out is how it plays, and just play it. And take the whole. Well, but they have their stupid. Uh, you talking like an open cup? Yeah, just no, just a, no, just a cup, just a, just a, a, eighteen teams from one league, whatever. It's a, there are twenty teams from the other. That other, they're gonna add more, and just play a cup, and just however it draws. Like if, if you know, if there's a stack where like the team gets a buy, and then uh-huh. you just you know, so be it. They get a buy for the first round, and then they just whittle they whittle it down. Thirty-two. 16, and it just, and just, to complete luck of the draw, draw it out, draw it home and away, just, just how it happens, and just play it. You don't think that would generate interest? Eventually the money's going to get to the point where, you know. That's not what I'm asking. You don't think that that would generate interest? Like immediate interest? Throw some money at it? Well, I mean, you did have the interleague a couple years back. But this isn't—I'm not talking about interleague. That, that's like a, a thing that lasts two weeks. So this is this is like a, a what, season. What's it, no, it, interleague no, wasn't it like a preseason tournament? No, no, inter, interleague. No, no, interleague was the, the, that was, the, that was Cup, for, for Libertadores. What was the other one called? Super League. Super, yeah, something like that. Yeah, but that they, one. They, that was they did groups. No, this is a straight up single elimination tournament. I think it will be popular. It will get attention when the the two Mexican teams face each other. And nobody's going to want to go. No, but that's my point. I mean, honestly, honestly, John, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather see MLS teams uh, get into the Libertadores and, you know, to cut some of our flight time to schedule, schedule more, like schedule more, you know, you know, rather than going all the way to South America. The 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 Conmebol president was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I they didn't read everything about it, but I know that there, the you know that they thought about that, and even Garber's you know thought about that, uh, you know, you know getting MLS teams into Libertadores. Which, Man, it would it would be it would be so hard <coughs> if, if if Seattle or Vancouver or any of the East Coast teams had to fly to Buenos Aires. I mean, that's like a twenty-hour flight. That is just no, 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 no. I understand that, but I'm saying you know, do it do it to the beginning, <clears throat> because you know Libertadores hasn't wasn't wasn't always what it was like you know today, you know where you know you have group stages based on their on the coefficients and all that stuff you know like or or, or the way it's placed like in that pecking snake pecking order. Um, 
because back in back in the day, I mean, it, it used sometimes it used to have weird formats. But I'm thinking to like doing to, to a format where like, you know, the Mexico and, and the MLS teams are playing for like Libertadores spots. Okay, in, so in, my, in, my, the in, tournament I just talked about, for yeah. Libertadores <laughs> spot, you win it and you get a Libertadores spot. Boom, there you go, done. What's next? Yeah, just too many games with them. <laughs> I'd be down watching that. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't I mean that would be, you know, and it just and it wouldn't always be. It would be MLS. It could be MLS versus MLS, Liga Mekis versus Liga. You know, obviously they'll, they'll intertwine. And just however, however it pans out. You know, they should just have like uh, the champion of La Liga MX play against the champion of whatever scrub tournament they have in the MLS. That's the Conca champions. No, no, that's because that's, that includes all the other ones. I'm talking about just one-off game. Uh, just one single game or whatever. Oh, you yeah, mean the Copa Messi? Get rid of Copa Mekis or I like Copa Mekis, man. They have some good games this year. Or add uh, MLS, you know, like two divisions from the from the U.S. and that way you can make it a season long. It'd be very. I think it'd be very interesting. Like USL? No, well, the yeah. calendar, the calendar won't work well with that. That's the only problem. But we're talking about um, Mexicans infiltrating MLS. Yes, yes. Let's get more me, more Mexicans in MLS to where there's like to where the U.S. has a problem being like, hey man, we need to, we need to have. I don't, I don't think it'll be a problem. I mean, one thing I was talking about it with uh, with John, and for a lot of guys that, that we were watching soccer way back, because we have to keep in mind our Argentina won the World Cup in Mexico in '86, so. Going into like the '90s and all that, and and even now, all the pretty much almost every team, their top player is Argentine. And I mean, I why wouldn't you want that in MLS? Huh? That happened prior to '86 too. <laughs> no, but but that, I think that fueled it more, you know. Yeah, well, there, yeah, there's no doubt. But and they were they've been around. They, but I mean, and I see like, if if you're a fan of Mexican soccer, why wouldn't you want that? Why wouldn't you want more? Uh, Mexican players being star players in leagues, and I mean, you, we just look at Europe, but but what's wrong with over here? You know, it's it's not it's not as bad as Pern makes it out to be, and it's not like it hasn't improved because it it has improved, and and it's it's bound to improve a bit more. I'm not saying it's going to be a the EPL, numbers don't but the numbers don't support that. You know, like they haven't won a. Uh, the Conca champions in like a long time, and it hasn't gotten any better. To be honest here. But you don't watch the game, so you can't say it hasn't gotten better. No, I'm looking at the results. I don't need to look at their game. Yes, but see, you're comparing and it to Mexico. You're comparing no, it to Mexico. I'm looking That's... at the results of Conca, Conca champions. They Bájale la voz, eh? Bájale la voz. <laughs> yeah, but their their All Star team beats English Premier League teams. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Well, there you go. There's some numbers for you. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, but, but eventually you know that, that that's not always going to be the case, uh, Fernando. Fernando Regina has joined us, ladies and gentlemen. You know how long they've been saying that? That's not always going to be the case. Well, oh, we heard that like decades already. I was like, what? Joel, Joel, let me ask you. Say that yes. uh, uh, the new LA team decides that that uh, it would be great, you know, if, if out of their five foreign players they picked three. Halfway decent Mexican players, and maybe, maybe like the new Sacramento team doesn't. Does that mean that, that that more more Mexican players would get a chance to play? 
Yeah, I, I think they would. And, I mean, we've been seeing it. Um, you know, I already mentioned some of the other players, like Kubo and, and uh, Salcedo, who's back at Chivas, who... Who not only well, he's not doing too good right now, but I mean, he's he's made it to the to the national team. Daniel, what's the the the, the cat from uh, Santos? Uh, that's uh, you're right. You're right back. He's like a Guti Estrada, a Guti Estrada type, but he's an American. But but he, you know, starts what I'm talking with about? A. I know who you're talking about. It starts with an A. Aloa al Albe al something. The name's escaping me right now. I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. But uh, Abella. No, no, no. Abella, Abella. It's it's another guy. You're talking about the Mexican American, right? Yeah. Um, one there. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, it uh, happens. Orbanos? No. Find <laughs> his name. I can you know, look it have, up. We have these magical machines where you can. Type it's like computer. <laughs> Tell me where this. I'm on my phone. Alvarez, <laughs> no. Oh, Alveja. Jose Javier. Parece nuevos. Fernando, you had to have been very pleased with uh, how your 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 pandilla did the other night. I know the rape pitch was fresh and it can smell in the air. Did Did you have any any doubt at all that that Mont- Monterrey was going to win that game? Absolutely. It's uh, I knew that Monterrey was gonna kick some serious ass. You were one hundred percent convinced. I would have bet you if you would have wagered. You would have. So we we could have bet like six months worth of house payments or or rent checks. Well, I don't think you, I don't think you can afford my my rent. So. But, yeah, I got a question for you, Pern. All right. Uh, how, how do you like uh, rooting for a, a team that's a duplicate of the U- U.S. national team? <laughs> they played. They played just like the U.S. national team counterattack. Hey, they were playing away, you know, in the Estadio Universitario, and the y como como lo hizo la selección mexicana, you know, the Turco's it, just a, a nicer, a better dressed uh, arena. Producer arena, yeah. <laughs> Don't go rooting for the U.S. national team now, man. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's. That wasn't anti football though. Uh you know what? Anti football is the new is the new look how, what's it called is the new trend now, so Monterrey is just following the new trends. Oh, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, uh that's just the way games are won now when you're playing away. So if Tigres had would have beaten Monterrey in in the same manner No, I know I know that we're talking about an alternate universe. It, it, would, <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would never happen here, I get that. I get that, but but if 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 you woke up in Bizarro World and and then Tigres had done that to, to Rayados, how how mad would you have been that you you would have lost like I would, that? I would be like they're cowards, you know, because they're they're playing like counter football in their own home. You know, that's terrible. You know, now if they were playing in El Estadio Rayado, then I would understand. No, you gotta. It's intimidating, you know. Not all every all, not all the teams can go in there and not be shaking. So I totally understand. But so, you, so you would understand the anger, is what you're saying, or you'd understand, you'd understand that you would be so angry for seeing such a cowardly way of winning. <laughs> no, is that, is that, that what you're saying? I understand <laughs> why they would be scared. You know what I mean? They're playing in Rayaste, but if yeah, but if you know, were one player in their own home, is, is, is it why 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 does why is that the first image of? Of, of, of ceding possession to a team, and they saw we're playing scared. 
you know, it's just, it's just another nice. tactic, you know? It's part of the game. And if you see possession and they still can't do nothing with it, that just shows that they're trash. How much how much trash? Like one hundred percent trash or like like you if the Twinkie has fallen on the floor, has it been there for more than five seconds? <laughs> hey, you know I, I have a thirty second rule, so <laughs> You have a thirty second rule. Thirty second. That's that's a lot of seconds. I'm not sure. Ronnie is that um is that a food safety? Uh, is that a concern? Thirty What's seconds. That? Thirty seconds. The 30 yeah, is second that too much for? Uh, or can something like a uh, contagious get? All it takes is one second. All it takes one what, second. What is the oh food? Oh my god! What is the second rule? If, if if like if someone drops a hoagie there in Philly, <laughs> how much? You throw it how away. Much? You throw it away. So even if it just touches the ground, you have to immediately throw it away. Yes. So that's your excuse for charging for guacamole? Oh. Now let me ask you this. If uh, if if a sandwich fell and nobody saw it and you picked it up, would you would you take one for the team or would you uh, just randomly leave it there in the mix so that maybe If I know. fart in the forest with nobody around, well, did I make a sound? <laughs> did you hear it? I'm just saying, you know. But I'm asking you, did you hear it? Hey. Did you I hear it? it? Did you hear it? I'm asking yesterday, did you hear it? <laughs> did it make a sound? I'm, I'm asking saying, you, did, what did, did you hear it? Well, if I'm deaf, yeah, I'm, no. I didn't hear it. <laughs> so you hear it, if you hear it, it makes a sound? No, I just felt some pressure down there, and then all of a sudden, like, wait, did it make a sound? I don't know. I'm in the forest. All right, so... Back to the uh, America Chivas and others. Well, something that happened in that game, aside from the red card, that was uh, a possible, possible penalty there. Wait, for... can, let me let me ask a question. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately. I was out with the family. But let me guess, did America get a red card? Yes, they did. Oh, wow. Why am I not surprised? Guess who it was. Guess who it was. <laughs> oh, wait. It had to be a black guy. No. Okay. Then Osmar Mares. Wow, interesting choice. No, it was Sambu. <laughs> this wasn't this wasn't Ronnie choosing who 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 would get red carded. Okay, I'm not surprised. You know. So yeah, so I back to the game. There was there was a play where. Sorry, Ronnie. I think that uh, it was penal uh, tragado, but that's just me. I mean, I mean, you have to understand, I'm a neutral observer. You know, my, my my team has bigger fish to fry next week. But I but I do think that and I'm gonna ask the neutrals first. I'm gonna have to ask the neutrals first. We'll get that out of the way. Daniel, did you see the play? I did. And I'm penal, still penal or no penal. I thought it was. I thought it was a penalty. And you were rooting for America tonight. You you, you said that that was that you were your, your oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd go so far as rooting. Uh, I'd say I'd say definitely rooting against Chivas. Estoy avergonzado. It's okay. We understand that. Yeah. We understand. We understand. Yeah, because I, I, yeah, I mean, seeing some boys get red carded still made me laugh. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was rooting for them to win. So, okay. I believe that the... Well, I, I, I say it was a penal. Chiquis... Was it a penalty or not? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say no because um, 
if he had optimal or greater leg strength, he could have stopped on a dime instead of having to take a couple of steps forward and 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 go right into that guy sliding in. Um, because he didn't he didn't slide into the dude. He slid ahead of him where he was in the in his path of run. So I, I think he could have. I mean, might have took superhuman strength to just stop there on a dime and then, or pull back the ball, stop on a dime, and then go with it. But <coughs> well, uh, see, that's the thing. Is it, <coughs> is it why? Why would you take a dive if if you if you beat the guy? Because he'd beat the guy. So why why would he dive? Then why not just jump over him? He couldn't. He was he had the guy beat. He was going too fast. It was too much momentum. And he, okay, so did the guy prevent him? Did did he cut him down? Did he prevent him from? Or do you think he would have fallen on his own? Mm, he he would have stumbled maybe, and but he he probably was prevented from. Was was the other guy playing the ball? Uh, y- yes, he was. But he but the but the, the ball was behind his head. Well, he slid, and then the guy cut back. So he was going after the ball, but right they changed the direction of the ball. So now he he then wasn't. I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean that's just, I mean, to me if. If the guy was beat, why why would you go down there? Yeah, I I would have have no problem if they would have called it a penalty. Yeah, I just see I just understand why he did it. All right, Hoyt. Yes, sir. I know that I know that you're a huge Chivas fan. I mean, I know that it happens. You. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> So, was it a penalty or was it not a penalty? I, I didn't. I only saw it on on first. I only saw one take, and it didn't look like one. But I would I would have to see like different angles to uh, to make a sound judgment. So, before making the sound judgment, what is your first reaction? He said so. He said see, He said I thought it was a one. Yeah. Colonel, your bait is getting weak. You need to. Uh... <laughs> I mean, the You need to, to put another worm on the line. Yeah, more. Or something different. Better bait. Maybe. Maybe no. throw a little sugar. <laughs> you need to spend a little bit more money and go to a better lake. So interesting. So so. You know, at first when I, when I saw the in live action, I. I thought it was a clear penalty, and then when I saw the replay, there was there was no question. There was there was contact. The guy was beaten. It uh, maybe in a playoff game it was a good no call, but I think it was a penalty. Ronnie, penalty or no penalty? Uh, I'm sorry, I was watching uh, cat fights on YouTube. Uh, repeat that again. Was it a penalty or not a penalty? That's a. You could have called it either way. <laughs> You could have, you could, you could have probably called it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going. I mean, this ref, you know, I don't know. Really, also uh, didn't agree with the red card on Chivas. No, I didn't. That was a straight red. That that was yeah. There was no question. Uh, granted, he. I mean, I saw. I only saw. I didn't watch the replay because I was doing other. I mean, the other uh, things, he, but. Uh, but it looked like, it, I mean, was like did he come for completely from behind, or is that why he gave it to him? Because, 
I mean, just it, it looked like it was soft. I mean, other than coming from you know a little bit from behind. It was basically a culmination of of three plays that were uh-huh. each more violent than the next, and uh-huh. his was far and away the most violent. And then the the guy uh, he 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 just came both feet studs up right into uh, Paul Aguilar's uh, his, his lower leg. I didn't hit him though. He like he he stomped the floor the 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 grass right before hitting Paul. Yeah, it was. But he was going in fast. He hit him. He hit him enough. He hit him enough. But but that was right after Paul had done a a very similar, not not in a different way, but it was it was equally as uh, iffy, and he got yellow card for that one. So it was like a bang bang. It was. Yeah, it was it was well deserved, and the ref needed to just take control of that game once and for all. It sent a message. The message got through. That ref has sucked in other games during league play, hasn't he? Sort of yep. Newbie guy. Well, he's not the newbie, but yeah, he's he's blown some some call. I mean, they all have, but so like like Joel is the is the the rain man for Chile, Chivas Savant. Is is that your secret shame, Ronnie? Do you know the name of the refs that has wronged Blue America over the years? Yeah, uh, Codesal, Codesal is one. Uh, Edgardo Codesal. Uh, obviously, uh, in um, Monterrey, there was. Uh, it's actually when Hugo Sanchez was with America. Monterrey was bitching and moaning. Bitching and moaning that that the uh, Mexican Federation went to go get a damn uh, referee from Costa Rica. Come on, the Costa Rican league, you know. And uh, America got hosed. I'm talking hosed on that fucking uh, on that series with that Costa Rican rat. Well, in the in the return, there was like three, and you could actually watch it on YouTube. There was like three. Uh, goals that, that America had scored, two or three of them. Uh, and so the dude that posted those on YouTube is he like in a like in a locked room in a you know with his tinfoil hat on? And like here's this conspiracy of all these awful calls that have happened to him. <laughs> no, but those are the like, ones that it's coming, those, people. Those those stand out, dude. Those stand out. And, and you know? and you. And you Hey, let me relive this game that I that our team just got just royally hosed. Oh yeah, no, let's watch. Uh, this. Uh, well, okay, John, John, you you've you know you've uh, you've been around for a while. Name me another instance that you can recall where a foreign referee was was called, you know, to 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 get a game. It happens all the time. It it happened <laughs> last week. It, it, uh, a foreign. Yeah, they brought in the uh, contingency from I think it was Algeria. Did the see? Did you do you watch? Do you watch the Hawares game? Do you watch Hawares when they don't play America? <laughs> I actually do. La Volpe is there. So I actually have a question about that, uh, Fernando. So La Volpe is the coach of of Chiapas, but he always sends his his uh, yerno. To do the interviews, what's up with that? Well, what just surprised me right now is that Ronnie right now he just admitted to watching only Chapas games just for La Volpe. Holy cow! I don't know if nobody catch that. You're a La Volpe fan? 
What's that? What you know? What I I'll I'll, I'll put it to you like this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. No, Pern. I'll, no, no, no. I'll put it to you. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> All right. This this is big. This is huge. This is, I, I've never used this one. This is massive. <laughs> Go ahead. I mean, it seems like <laughs> you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Lavope when he's gone. You know, you know, La Puente is gone. Okay, La Puente, that's, La Puente, political, that's your politically correct answer. No, well, no what, what I'm saying is, it's like it's like the coaches that I you know kind of like grew up watching. You know, you're gonna have like you're you know be nostalgic for. You know what I mean? And, you know, I'm seeing, like, all these new group of coaches with their damn grape smuggling pants and, you, well, know. you know. You said something once that uh, very struck me. Now, man? And it, uh, it kind of made me sad for him just because of, of, of how it ended up. You said that you ran into him, was it in Leipzig? Yeah. Before the Argentina not, game? Yeah, before the Argentina game. Before the Argentina it was like game, all, all by himself, right? It was. It was all. Well, yeah, because I I had gone I'd gone to Leipzig. I'd gone there like around I don't know. I I got there like two three o'clock in the morning, and I didn't even know that that's where the you know, the Mexican national you know team was staying, but there was a huge crowd there, and the next thing you know I see a barricade, and then I kind of realized that that's where the Mexican team was at. So I just you know I showed my media you know credentials, and boom, they let me in. And as soon as I went in, boom, like right in front, like in the in the lobby, uh, you had you had Brody Campos, you had Alberto de la Torre, you had uh, a, a, a bunch of the MFF you know entourage. There was like it was just basically family, you know, like the you know, the wives and, and stuff like that. And then to the right was the the bar, and La Volpe was just sitting there by himself, you know, drinking you know some coffee or something. Yeah. Okay. And I and I just I mean I I know that Pern will know this I know I talk a lot of shit about La Volta, dude, but I mean just like when I when I looked over, you could literally literally sense you know you could see the concern you know that that he had, and it was how, just how how are you feeling how are you feeling when I when you... I, I just I, I just approached. <laughs> No, I just approached him and I just told him good luck tomorrow. And you know, he shook my hand. He he was nice enough, uh, you know. And I just left, you know, I just let him be. See, I think Ronnie, as you as you get older. No, but I, but here's another thing. Here's, here's no, no, another no, no, thing. Why little little by little, <laughs> little by little I I started changing my mind about La Volpe. Well, that's another thing another thing that I didn't like about you know La Volpe that I read that you know and these are the things that you know a lot of, a lot of the press doesn't you know say but you know, one of one of the things that he did was um, the uh, the gold medal that he got for uh, for winning you know the '78 World Cup. He he actually got that molten down, and he actually bought more gold, and he made the team, the World Cup team, he made them uh, pulseras. And I thought that was a very you know very nice gesture, you know. That is a very nice gesture, man. You've gone soft. You've gone soft on La Volpe. You're 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 dulce for La Volpe. That's interesting. No, I still I'm still in La Puentista. I mean, and and what you're saying now, like with Ambris, because Ambris, remember, he 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 was influenced a lot with uh with uh, La Puente, you know, back in the Necaxa days and stuff like that. Is uh, is Vasco yeah. a La Puentista too? 
Was that? Is, is Vasco uh, La Puentista too? Uh, I wouldn't say Vasco, you know, I wouldn't say that Vasco's a La Puentista, you know, uh, I mean, Vasco was coached, you know, with Reynoso, he was coached, you know, by, you know, you know a lot of, you know, a lot of coaches, uh, I don't recall La Puente ever coaching Aguirre, you know, either in Puebla or not, he was never in Puebla, he was well, never he was an assistant school. for uh, Mejia Barón in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, he, he was in, in 94, um, but I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that Aguirre is a, a, a La Puentista, but I, I mean, I know that Ambris obviously, you know, the players that were like in the in the, in the mid '90s for Necaxa, you know, uh, you know, Ambris, Pelais, um, uh, Ambris, Pelais, uh, Aspe, you know, those guys were obviously, you know, greatly influenced with you know La Puente, even El Chepo, De La Torre, you know, with, with Puebla when uh, what's name Coach Puebla. But no, I just I, you, I don't know. I just miss. I miss you can be I'm going to miss those coaches. You're yeah. among friends. You're among friends. You can be honest. Uh-huh. Who, uh, <clears throat> do you wear your your La Puente hat when you watch America? <laughs> La Boina. <laughs> no, it's sorry. You're among friends. You know. Nah. You don't want to get it off your chest. Come on, man. Just let it out. Wear your little. You know you want some now, now, do you like La Puente clean shaven or with or with a Gandalf, the Gandalf beard that he's growing right now? Yeah, the Gandalf. Ah, uh, don't matter. Don't matter. You gonna rub his head? He should grow say. that down to like his knees, and 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 then just grow the the back his his the ball the ring he has. Just let that, you know, down <laughs> past the shoulder, so go completely white. He can really pull off the the whole. You know, the the wizard the wizard image be great. I still I, I still say that La Puente man he's uh, you know I don't think he's valued the way he should man he's to me to me about you know La Puente he's he's just a great coach. He's been proven to fail though. Ah, uh, uh, every coach. Wins and loses, it happens. It's just part of the business. Some he, coaches he do better with, than others. He won with Necaxa. He won with Puebla. He, he dominated won with the nineties. He was a great coach. Dominated the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Funny because for every for all the shit that they say about La Puente being a, de- a defensive coach, <clears throat> two dates, two dates, that Mexico team has scored more goals than any other World, World, World Cup team. World Cup. Yep. So, just food all for right. thought. <coughs> now there was something else that happened this week that I thought was very interesting that maybe we should touch on here for a little bit and that was uh, uh, Javier Hernandez having that I guess he was interviewed by, by Gonzalo Pineda and I should we find the clip uh, did anybody get a chance to see it maybe y'all can discuss it when as, as I look for this clip uh, you, you talked uh, you mentioned it I haven't heard it though well, I'll get the. I, I I paraphrased, of course, what he said, and I'll. I will uh, keep that <clears throat> paraphrase uh, off the air. For it was uh, probably not the least profanity laden thing I've written in a while. Let's see if I can find it. But anyway, what the gist of it was that he said that he's really 
tired of having to deal with a certain brand of journalism that is just that actually if it's on holy shit I wish I had a, I could plug this in but it's on the TV right now and uh, just said that they just doesn't whether that, that that that's all they do they just they, they just don't report anything that's just you know made up crap basically and just do nothing but trash people and uh, he said that it just uh, yeah, I guess he doesn't understand why why that stuff is so popular. Anyway, well, I'll find the clip. But I just thought it was very interesting what he said then, and then just said that, that you know the only cr- critiques that I really care about are what my he said my dad and my grandpa tell me and the coach. He says those are the only people I listen to, and they're the only people that that I'll discuss it with. And I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that he uh, just you know is, is coming into one as a professional. I think he's being a little baby. Why? <clears throat> he doesn't want to talk to certain press. Is that what he's saying? That's he not doesn't... what he's saying. He doesn't say he's not talking to the press. He just doesn't understand why certain press reports the way that they do. That's all he's saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's not saying he's not going to talk. To, he's not talking to the press. I thought, but but I thought... he has, John. He has. Uh, he has been avoiding sir. certain press press outlets. And there's nothing wrong with that. I actually. No, I, think... I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong. I'm just saying he has been. He like he wasn't giving interviews in Spanish for a while. He would just do them in English. You know, I'm I'm mad at myself and I didn't, and I didn't I didn't get a chance to see him. But when I was in Vancouver, you know, knowing that when if he walks out, if I'd say, "Hey, Javier," and then ask ask him a question in English, I guarantee you he would have come and answered it. But I just he, I didn't see him when I was there because I was either with a coach or the other one. And honestly, I don't even think he came out. I think he came out afterwards or just walked right by. But I just I didn't I I, I wasn't there when he walked by. I have to ask. Uh, he's, he's really he's got a lot of feelings. I think he's really. Uh, I mean, he's cried in interviews before. He's really honest. You know, you can you can laugh about that. He's gone bananas since he cried in that interview. He's had the best career, the best season of his career, post cry. Oh yeah, he's he he channels it well. <laughs> Did you call that a turning point? Can you actually pinpoint that? He pinpo- uh, used us to pinpoint that the reason why he got better was because of that interview, because of the press. I, I, I think it's not, not the press. I think the 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 the, the, the people, It's not. You know, he had to let it all out. But but you know, in all fairness, he he was getting attacked a lot. And, when, for, and but when, I guess his point is, and for no reason, just just yeah, just well, it was for no reason. Time. He he had been having a hard time and. The whole Real Madrid, which was surprising me, it surprised me a bit just to see how, like how a lot of like Mexican fans would would talk bad about it or or say that he didn't belong there, and uh, his numbers kind of proved it otherwise. But it was just a lot of negativity, and and one of the one of the places he doesn't uh, talk to or give interviews to is uh, ESPN. Uh, deportes in Spanish, and you did have from uh, from the Jorge Ramos, you had that one guy, the the Chapin oh, Valle, just pretty much every show that was his mission to just rustle Mexico fans or just to to say why Chicharro didn't belong there. It's like his whole his whole that was his whole thing, this his whole gimmick. That was his shtick. Pretty much, man, and and even after a while, like saying, look, like. I, Trying to say that it was kind of them that they made that happen. 
Well, the thing that cracked me up about <clears throat> Chicharito is they say, well, he's you know he's he's not good enough to play for these teams when he played played well and he scored a bunch of goals for both teams. I've never, I mean, you know, when he played, he scored. That's what's what he does. Isn't that isn't that how you, Ronnie? Isn't that how you win a game? Is by scoring goals. Yep. Don't you have to have more goals than the other team in order for in order for your team to win at the end? Or, or have the uh, the refs in your pocket? Yep. Well, you know that always helps, but usually, you know, if if you score more goals, that'll end up. But anyway, so and then they say, and then he goes to Leverkusen and I said, oh well, you know, that's he's too much for the United. That's not enough team for him. You know, the league is not, you know, up to his standards. He could do better. Is is is, is what they're saying? So it's like you know, the, it's like the like as if the Bundesliga is just a, a terrible <clears throat> league. So, I I, uh, I understand his point. It's like it's like he it's like, you know, what, he's like, what do I, you know? I've, I've I've proven myself over and over again, and you guys continue to just trash me for no reason. I guess it's good that he uh, doesn't talk to these these guys that are hating because last thing we need is a <clears throat> type of embarrassment where he can't handle criticism and then he goes all twitchy and stuff. You guys know where it started? It started around the, the world uh, during the World Cup qualifiers with the, I think it was Martinoli where the Chicharro missed missed he missed like a goal and he was he went up on this rant how he shouldn't be part of the national team. Yeah, he's too emotional. He would, if he was interviewed like on the spot and, and got, you know, insulted, he'd probably go all like crying or you know say something dumb. And do you honestly, honestly believe that would happen? He would do. He, he okay. He wouldn't cry, but he would say something emotional and like probably cuss out the dude or something. What's wrong with with being with being emotional? Then it's hey. gonna be some whole drama, like the whole Neri Castillo stuff. That stuff was like an embarrassment. For yeah, him. but don't you think that 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 Chicharito in 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 the going on eight years, he's or seven years, he's been in England, has been able to channel that a little better than most than most players in any sport. Maybe, I mean, maybe he would. How be. often did, did, did you see him play with emotion, other than just trying so effing hard to to do well, like uh, like like. Seriously, on the, on the field, I've seen his emotion like just go a little bit overboard. Sometimes he'll go like too spastic or whatever. Um, How it's often? Very few. It's very few that that, ha- that happens, <laughs> but you know, most of the time he's hustling and he's doing what's right. So it's very little. You know, people. You know, Chicharito may not be the the the, the greatest forward on on the planet. I mean, and he's you know, I I certainly think that he's a. If I had to make a list, I'd put him on a top ten for sure. But I, I I don't really, especially for Mexico, I don't see a player that's more professional than he is. He is just an absolute pro, a pro's pro. Yeah, that's what that, I agree. Pro. That's why he doesn't talk to those guys. He doesn't want to be baited yeah, by their exactly. You know, he he's Chicharito controls his message, his his image. I I have no issue with that. Dude knows what he's doing, and he scores a shitload of goals, and he does well. I agree. Well, I think that that uh, on that note we should probably wrap it up. We'll do this again uh, on Sunday night after the uh, Dan. What's going to happen? Oh, I don't think Dan's on with us anymore. That's too bad. Let's ask him. If if Santos was going to pull it out. Yeah, I 
heard the whip and then he had to leave. Yeah, well, he just had a, a, another baby, so we can certainly excuse Dan needing to step off. Fernando, is uh, Monterrey going to coast to the semifinals then with a 3-1 lead? I think there's a chance that uh, Monterrey will win a 4-0 uh, so, Monterrey, clear to the semifinals. I understand. Good to have you with us. Thanks for being able to join us, Fernando. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. Ronnie, I know it's very late up there. Do <coughs> you have to get yes. back to your OSHA videos? Yeah, dude. They're fucking boring as shit, dude. Do I at least not have, like, soothing music to keep you calm? No. Is it one of those stupid where you have to take a test and to make sure that you're taking the test? It's like, we interrupt this test to make sure that it's you. What's your social security number? And you have to type nah, your what, what, what happened was, I don't know if you guys, I know that it made you know national uh, news, but uh, like two years back, uh, there was a building collapse here in, 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 in Philadelphia. Um, it killed like seven, seven eight people. Uh, there was a demolition contractor that just, uh, you know, um, the the guy that was actually operating the long uh, story machine. short <laughs> long, long, yada, yada, yada. Long, long story short as a result of this they want everybody that's you know in the trades to, to be certified with OSHA so it's like you know now it's like coming into effect so it's like shit so I have to I mean I did have OSHA training it's just uh, they they want you know for for owners and you know supervisors and managers that you know you have to have another one so it's like oh crap so you sit and you have to sit around for ten. 30 hours or 10 hours, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I got to do it, you know. Well, thanks for thanks for joining us. Thanks for bringing all the all your energy. Appreciate it. All right, all right man. Well, man, congratu- I have to congratulate you for actually watching the Chivas game. Congratulations. Thank you, John. I had to see it online, but I, I got around to well, it. Well, man, you know, when I was a kid, I used to have to... When, when I was in Philadelphia, we didn't have Univision during the it was like the 1990 World Cup. Got the rabbit ears out, stacked them on some books, and taped them to the wall, and got it just right. And then, you know, the dog would come by and rip it out and start all over. I listened to the '95 Copa America on the radio. I went to a bowling alley to watch that <laughs> awful quarterfinal that I can't that I don't want to bring up. It was rough. You you know what goal I got to hear on the radio because uh, we didn't have the we still you know this was way back the uh, when Luis Hernandez was at Boca Juniors and he, he scored a goal off a Maradona pass. Wow. I w- I would like to see it on if it's on YouTube. I I, I never cared to look for it, but uh, it is probably better in my mind. Well, if you need to look at uh if 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 you ever remember of a play where America got jobbed by a ref. Call Ronnie and he'll hook you up. He'll give you the YouTube link to if it happened, you know, happened in 1991, you know, and uh, he'll he'll have it ready for you. Anyway, this it's great to have you, Joel. We'll talk on Sunday. Thank you. This Likewise. has been the Dosa. Oh, I'm sorry, Chiquis. You still with us? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry, Chiquis. Thanks for joining. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. I thought that you dropped off. I'm sorry about that. Well, oh, good to go. All right. Well, this has been the Dos Acero Football Podcast. We will see you guys again on Sunday night at the conclusion of the Pachuca Santos game. Thanks very much.